looked up Thursday night, and there she is coming in the front door. Praise the Lord. So just so happy for her to see her today. All right. Praise God. All right, John 3. Let me back a little bit. A little bit. Not as much in the monsters and so forth. John 3, verse 5 through 8. You have that? Yes, sir. Okay, let's read together. Ready to read. Jesus answered. Whoa, y'all got it? John 3, verse 5 through 8. Y'all ready? Okay, let's read it out loud. Ready to read. Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Father, thank you today for giving us opportunity once again to spend this time in your word. I pray that, Father, each person in the sound of my voice would hear and receive the words that are coming uh, from heaven's throne through my mouth. I pray, Lord, for hearing ears, seeing eyes, and hearts to receive that which you speak. Let your word not return to you void, but it accomplish that which you please and prosper the things to which you send that we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. All right, take your seats today. We're talking again today on this subject, Born of the Spirit, Part 3. Born of the Spirit, Part 3. Born of the Spirit, Part 3. Did y'all uh, catch last week's message? All right. Did you catch it again? Okay. I got some feedback, huh? So help me out of here. Um, now, we're talking about this, the main series that we're building over uh, several weeks is unhooking from the natural. That's what I'm trying to get you to see, is that God wants you and me to unhook from the natural. The natural, being natural life, fleshly life, is a limiter. Can you say amen? amen? But the supernatural life is the unlimited life. It's the limitless life. Okay? And God wants you and me to hook into that. All right, now. I'm going to go back to Galatians 4:19 and repeat this verse maybe each week to you as to why we're doing this. Paul said, I labor in birth again until what? Christ is formed in you. So what am I doing this week? I'm laboring in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Remember the issue with the Galatian church was they were being invaded by Judaizers trying to get them to go back from walking with Christ in, in the simplicity which is Christ and going back into the things under the law. And Paul was saying, hey, don't get caught up in that. We've been delivered from that. Right? So I'm trying to get you who've been released from the law of sin and death, natural laws, into the things of God to not regress and go back under natural law. Okay? You got, how many of y'all are born again? Okay, when you got born again, that was not a natural process. That was a spiritual process. So God didn't want us starting out in the spirit and then going trying to finish everything in the flesh. All right, I'm about to really labor today, I guess. All right, so... So I'm trying to get us to understand how to walk in a level of dominion and authority that puts you on top rather than on the bottom or anywhere in the middle. Got it? Okay. Now, let's, let's just review real quick. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 talks about, they can put it on the screen for us, Genesis 1, 26, 27, talks about how you and I were made, God said let us make man in our own image and our own likeness, right? Let them have dominion over. So we, I told you that image and likeness or identity is the root of all of our dominion and our authority. You and I can't walk in dominion, we cannot walk in authority unless we, are, we understand the identity that we have in Christ Jesus. Or at that time it was in God. And we know that what happened, Adam and Eve, they sinned. And because they sinned, they lost that uh, divine identity, that divine image, and they came down to a human identity, to a human image. 
Am I right about it? He, Adam fell from discerning down to learning. He fell down from revelation down to education. He fell down from the blessing making everything happen to toiling just to eat. Now, that's not where God called us to live. So he sent the last Adam, Jesus Christ. Y'all with me? And when Jesus Christ came, he came, suffered, bled, and died, and he gave us the right to the tree of life again to go back in there, go back into Eden. Okay, when Adam and Eve sinned, God put them out. He put them out. Right? And when he put them out, he put this cherubim there in front of the garden, and the Bible says that he guarded the garden and blocked their way from the tree of life. But when you and I get born again, it says Jesus Christ has now given us the right to the tree of life. Oh, y'all missing it. Where was the tree of life? Okay, so when he came and he died and rose again, he gave us entry back into the garden. So he didn't die and rise again for, for us to just live this normal, average, well, you know, you got to take life as it goes. No, he did all that to put us back in the garden lifestyle. Some of y'all remember eating what eating, I told you what it means, right? Three words, luxury, pleasure, and delight. Luxury, pleasure, and delight. So he, he did all that to put us back in luxury, pleasure, and delight. But to do that, ladies and gentlemen, we must have Christ formed in us. Now, remember I gave you that word. They'll put it on the screen for you. Uh, morphu. That's morphuo is pronounced. It means, listen to this, until, that's from that Galatians 4.19, till Christ be formed in you. My mic on, is all the way on? Okay. From, from, Genesis, from Galatians 4.19, until Christ is formed in you, that word formed. It means literally until a mind and life in complete harmony with the mind and life of Christ shall have been formed in you. In other words, he wants our minds and lives to be in total harmony, total making sweet music together with Jesus. You ever heard people sing and they weren't harmonizing? Yeah. Right? Y'all heard it. You've done it. And, and when something is, is out of harmony, it sounds bad. In fact, those of you who go to scary movies, I don't do that. That's stupid to me. Stupid to go to a scary movie. To, 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 to invoke fear on yourself. When you and I are supposed to be totally away from fear. So, so when they do scary movies or scary scenes, you notice they change the music that it's not in harmony. It's, it's, a, it's, it's totally out of harmony. In fact, you know, you know when a scene is about to change. Because you hear that music and you know, uh-oh. Here comes, here comes Jason. Remember Jason, Freddy Krueger? Here, come, here comes Candyman, because you hear that music. Right? So, so it, it, it's not sweet, and it's a, it's a scary life. So what God wants is for us to have a life, in, a life and a mind in complete harmony with Christ. So Jesus restored everything that Adam lost back in the garden, right? Now, I gave you that word kingdom. I'm just reviewing real quick. I'm going to get into this here. That word kingdom because we, we Eden, I heard uh, Dr. Bill Winston say this, Eden is kingdom. They're, they're equivalent. Eden is kingdom. And an Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset. So let's get back to Eden and live on top of the world, Right? So Eden is kingdom. Eden, Eden was literally heaven on earth. 
You read the layout of Eden and all how it was uh, bedazzled, bejeweled, and so forth. It, it looked like heaven. It represented God, uh, heaven on earth. So, it, 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 so when you go back to Eden, you're going back to the kingdom. I wish, I wish some of y'all church folk would leave church and go back to the kingdom with me. Praise God. Because we've been church-minded, churchified, but we have not been kingdomized. God's, you read Matthew 13, the parable about the leaven, uh, the, the woman putting the leaven in the, in the three measures of meal and how uh, until all the meal is leaven, that's spirit, soul, and body. So it's, it's, it's a picture of, because it says the kingdom of heaven is as if. It's like a woman putting leaven in three measures of meal. Y'all know this? You know the story? If you don't know, just say I don't know it. Just Okay. So the kingdom inside changes you. Spirit, soul, and body. So, so you, you now harmonize in your own self. Oh, man. I'm going to work harder than I plan on. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says that God is able to preserve us blamelessly, spirit, soul, and body to the coming of Jesus Christ. So God has designed for this spirit, soul, and body to work blamelessly. To, to work in, in harmony. And for us to be in harmony with Christ. Y'all got this here. All right. Let me, let me, let me try to uh, pull y'all along here. Okay. So this word kingdom, I gave it to you, uh, Basilea, which means royal power. It means kingship. It means dominion. It means rule. Not to be confused with an actual kingdom, but rather the right or authority, what? To rule over a kingdom of the royal power of Jesus as the triumphant Messiah. Now we know that. Church, everybody in church agrees on that. But notice what it says. Of the royal power and dignity conferred on Christians in the Messiah's kingdom. So this is what God puts on you. That royal dignity, that royal power that's put on you when you're in the kingdom and when the kingdom is in you. Luke 17, 21 talks about uh, the kingdom is not, don't, don't look here and there, the kingdom is in you. Right? The kingdom is in you. So this royal power and dignity is in you. It's in you. It's, it's in you. Now, it may be way down in there somewhere. It may just be in seed form. Put up, let me, let me, put up, uh, I, I just, Matthew 13, I think it's verse 31. I think it's verse 31. I just talked about that. Because some of y'all are just kind of moving slow. Uh, thir- look at 31. Another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. Keep going, please. I want to keep going. Which indeed is the least of all the seeds. Now, what are you talking about again? The kingdom. What? Say it loud. And he said, like a man took and sowed in his field. Your heart is your field. So when he puts that seed in you, it's the least of all the seeds. Now remember he said, like a mustard seed. Now, what makes a mustard seed so powerful is not, not its size. Everybody say faith of mustard seed is small. It, that's not what the Bible's talking about when it says faith of like mustard seed is small. It's talking about its potency. How powerful it is. That it can grow from something small to something big or that you put in something. I mean, you, you eat mustard. It's, I mean, it's, you know when there's mustard on you. You ask for no mustard, you know you got mustard on your life. Because it's powerful, it's pungent. It's, you follow what I'm saying to you? So he says when he put the kingdom in you, it's like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. This is what God has done. He sowed it in his field. You are his field. Paul, Paul says that. He says, says you are God's field. Right? Now verse 32 says, which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree. 
So what happens when the kingdom of God gets on the inside of you, it's the least. Which means it, it's, it's, it's there, but it doesn't dominate your life. I'm going to come over here. When the kingdom of God gets on the inside of you, it's in there, but it doesn't dominate your life. That's why you're still cussing. That's why you're still thinking ill about people. Y'all look, just, just look straight ahead. Just look straight ahead. That's why you think about every way you can crook, hook, and borrow to do something because, you know, the kingdom hasn't grown up in there yet. And you're still, you're still, uh, uh, um, though the kingdom is in there, the, the earth, all the, Jesus said everything, every tree my father has not uh, planted must be plucked up. So there are trees that are already on the inside of us that are on the inside of us that haven't been plucked up. And sometimes we got to lay the axe to the root. And then something we got to go and pluck those plants up. Plants of hatred and plants of discord and plants of jealousy. And See, that there's no jealousy in the kingdom. There's no envy in the kingdom. There's no prejudice in the kingdom. There's, there's no, there's no uh, you know, I'm, I'm uppity and, you know, I'm high. In my, there's none of that in the kingdom. There's no pride in the kingdom. See, so, but that, that seed is just small. So what happens is, but when it is grown, well, how does that, how does that seed grow? By you feeding it. What you're doing right here today is you're feeding that seed of the word. You're feeding that kingdom seed, and it's growing. And what happens is, now that tree begins to grow and begins to take over that field. And things I used to do, I don't do no more. Places I used to go, I don't go no more. Things I used to say, I don't say no more. Things I used to think, I don't think no more. It's a renewal of the mind. Are you following what I'm saying to you? Now, I don't know which one of y'all pulled me away over here because I'm off my notes. But it, it was important for you to get that, that, oh, I, I, what well, I was trying to make, make you see, go, go to verse 33. Verse 33. Another parable he spoke to, to them, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until it was all leaven. That's the point I was trying to get to. That he, he wants the kingdom to take over every part of your life. Until Christ be formed in you. Until you're now walking in complete harmony of mind and life. Mind and life. How I think and how I live. How I think and how I live. Say it. How I think and... Say it again. How I think and Do you know how you live is based on how you think? That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13. He said, when I was a child, I thought as a child. I understood as a child. He said, I, 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 everything was about, was about was a child. He said, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood. We could say, because I understood. And we could say, because I thought. So how you think determines how you understand. How you understand determines how you speak. How you speak determines how you live. So if you want to get, your, get how you live right, you got to get how you think right. That's, you got to go back to the very root of it all. So that's why God tells you, please come, uh, give heed to the word. Because what, the, what does the word do for you, Devin? It changes how you think. Pastor, you said if I get this word, it's going to change my life. But it's taking so long because it doesn't change your life first. It changes how you think. How you think will change how you live. The reason your oh boy, y'all know not live. The reason your life is the way it is because you've been thinking that way. Y'all don't like it. Proverbs 23 and verse 7. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your life has traveled the course of your thinking. 
So I'm working, I'm laboring again, Jaquetta, until Christ be formed in you, until you now are in complete harmony with Christ in mind and life. All right, let's see where I jumped off at. Y'all got this here. Okay, so I'm talking about kingdom. That's what we were, right, talking about kingdom. Royal power and dignity conferred on Christians. Okay. Now, you can't access the kingdom until you're born again. You cannot access. You cannot see it. You cannot enter it. You cannot access the kingdom of God until you're born again. I told you my story last week about the JWs, right? They asked me about, you know, in the kingdom, and I said, are y'all born again? No, we're not born again. Well, you're not in the kingdom. There's only way to get into the kingdom. According to Jesus, you, it doesn't matter how much church you attend. It doesn't matter how much tithes you give. You cannot get into the kingdom unless you're born again. Right? Okay, now let's go back to John chapter 2 then. John 3 then, our text. John 3. Hallelujah. Y'all got it? Thank you, Jesus. Let's speed up a little bit here, Elder Baker. John 3, verse 1. Remember the story, this is Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. Nicodemus is a ruler of the Pharisees, and, uh, but he's intrigued by Jesus' ministry. He's intrigued by Jesus' life. He sees something about him, and uh, he has uh, at least enough interest to go in and ask and to inquire about things. And because he does, he begins to have some things uh, told to him that other people didn't hear. This is not some out-in-the-open conversation. He comes to him by night. Personal conversation, right? There's a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Now, he says, you're come from God, and God is with you. Was he right? Absolutely right. Now, that same principle applies to you and me. That if you and I come from God, and he's with us, we can do signs too. We can do miracles too. I said we can do miracles too. Okay? Now, let's go to verse 3, because I already gave you that last week. Verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him, he answered and said. So he's answering Nicodemus' statement. He didn't change the subject. He answers and said to him, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit revealed to us last week, Jesus talked about to his disciples, when I send you out and you go lay hands on the sick, you cast out devils, you heal the sick, you raise the dead, tell them the kingdom of God has come upon you. So the signs that Nicodemus was referring to came because of the kingdom. Everybody with me so far? I'm still reviewing. Everything that Nicodemus was talking about was because of the kingdom. And so the same way Jesus Christ answered Peter when Peter said in Mark 11, the fig tree withered away, and Jesus said, have faith in God. In other words, this is how you do it too. He tells Nicodemus, this is how you can see these same miracles. You catching this? If you are born again, you will see the kingdom of God. All right, now here's my question for everybody in this church. In fact, you can ask your neighbor. Ask your neighbor, where are you from? Now, get, get their answer. Get the, get the answer. Now, if anybody said St. Pete, slap them. If anybody said Georgia, slap them. If anybody said Alabama, slap them. But that's if they weren't here last week. If they, if, they, if they weren't here, give them a pass. But if they were here last Sunday and they said anything except from above, slap them. That means you didn't listen last week and you didn't go listen during the week. Because you're no longer from St. Petersburg. You're no longer from whatever country you were born in, whatever state you were born in. You're no longer from your mama and your daddy. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know, you know, well, I'm African-American or I'm Negro or I'm, you know, colored or Af Afro-American. I don't know what to call. Call me heavenly. Because this does not define me. Y'all so nervous, you make me just wonder about you. 
See, if you let that define you, you are now labeled and you are limited. Because every human label is a limit. Come here, Jabez. First, first Chronicles 4, verse 9 and 10. When Jabez, the Bible says Jabez was more honorable than all his brethren, but his mother named him Jabez. She conceived him in sorrow and trouble. His name meant trouble. His name meant trouble. His name meant sorrow. So imagine walking around your whole life with that label. Okay, y'all, I don't, I don't. Okay, Jacob, his name, he's given the name Jacob, which means supplanter or trickster. His whole life, you see him marked with tricks and deception. See, your label becomes your level. It becomes your limit. You remember uh, Abigail? Abigail, who David ended up marrying Abigail? But before David, before Abigail was married to David, she was married to a man named Nabal. N-A-B-A-L. Nabal, the word Nabal means fool. F-O-O-L. His mama named him, his daddy, somebody named him fool. And if you read the story of Nabal, he, he lived up to his name. I wish y'all would catch this here. So you can't just let these labels, these natural human labels, uh, limit you in your life. You got to get, no, get this idea, this understanding, no, I'm born again. And if I'm born again, I'm not limited by my label. I'm not limited by my name. I'm not limited by my skin. I'm not limited by my gender. I'm not limit, limited by my geographical location. I'm not limited by anything earthly. I am born again. And I showed you last week when you see that word again, it literally means born from above. Put up John 3, 3 again. You must be born from above. Right? Right? So I'm born from above. In fact, give me verse 3 in the CEV, Contemporary English Version. Ooh-wee. Jesus replied, I tell you for certain that you must be born from above before you can see God's kingdom. Got it? So I'm born from above. Now go to verse 31. Same chapter, verse 31, because I showed you this last week. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm just going over this because y'all didn't watch it during the week, so I got to refresh you on this. John 3, 31. He who comes from above, come on. Oh, I'm going to read it again for the slow people. He who comes from above is above all. Not he who comes from St. Petersburg. Not he who comes from Germany. Not he who comes from Mexico. He who comes from above. He who, no, not he who comes from money. Not he who comes from a good family. Not he who comes from the right side of the tracks. It says he who comes from above. See, what that does for me, Miss Hattie, is it levels the playing field. See, so it doesn't matter what, what gender. It doesn't matter what ethnicity. It doesn't matter if my parents were Rockefellers or Rockamores. It doesn't matter. It, it does, none of that matters. Some of y'all parents were rockheads, but it doesn't, it doesn't, once you get born again, somebody say something here today. See, see, that, that's the problem when, when people go around, well, you know, I'm, I came from a disadvantage and disenfranchised and, you know, uh, underprivileged and we have all these labels that we put on people and we have special deals for all our underprivileged children. Hey, you know what? Get them born again. Because once you get born again, you now have Christ privilege. Everybody want to argue about white privilege. I don't care nothing about no white privilege. White privilege don't mean nothing to me because I'm above all. So 
Some of y'all still humanly look at you, look at you, looking mad. I don't care nothing about no white privilege. Because if God be for me, I said if God be for me. See, I'm above all. Say it, I'm above all. Say it again, I'm above all. See, none of that matters. Y'all sit down, sit down. See, but if, 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 we, if we keep thinking, if we're not thinking in harmony with Christ, if we're not thinking in harmony with Christ, then we let our circumstance dictate to us how far we can or cannot go. What we can or cannot have. I agree with you, Joe. I don't have the jet yet. And watch this. And the jet isn't based on whether I have 20,000 members. You living in a mansion isn't based on whether you make six figures or seven figures. See, I ain't get but three hallelujahs on that. I'm telling you, if you get this, matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm, 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 I'm going to give you a scripture. I'm going to give you a scripture here. I'm going to give you a scripture. Now, everybody say, I'm from above. Now, if I'm from above, above all, now put up John, no, Proverbs 14 and verse 14. Because I'm going to help you understand this. I'm going to help you get this, that it doesn't matter where you come from. I'm, I'm, I'm about to throw your degree out the window. I'm about to take your degree and ball it up and throw it in the trash. You don't work so hard, five, ten years, you got bachelor's and master's and doctorate. I'm, I'm taking all that and throwing it in the trash. I'm proud of you that you got it, but I'm about to take all that and throw it in the trash. About to take your little your little social security card and throw it in the trash. Your little disability, I'm about to throw all that in the trash. Because when you come from above, you have a different supply source. In Proverbs 14, verse 14, it says the backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways. That means when you go, when you leave God's word, you leave God's way, you're going to be filled with everything you do. I'm trying to, trying to make it. Just trying to make it. Oh, I got to hustle. I got to make it. I got to grind. I got to get this. And I got to do that. I got I to gotta make it on my own. I got to hustle. Oh, I got to make it because, man, I can't make It's hard in this world. It's hard out here, man. You got to make it. I got to work hard. And I got to get another degree and another degree and another degree because I got to make it. Uh, uh, uh. But a good man will be satisfied from not around, not below, not beside, above. And if you got a good Bible, there'll be a little marking near the word above, a little letter, a little number, and it'll add the word himself. From above himself. From above himself. So when you're walking as a man or a woman of God living on this planet, this is a good man. This is what a good man is, right? You, and being a good man and good women do I, I have here in this place? Okay, so if you are a good man or a good woman, it says you'll be satisfied from above. Y'all not getting Satisfied. Put a finger there, put a pin there, and go to uh, Psalm 
21, verse 2. Let me just throw that in here. Psalm 21, verse 2. Psalm 21, verse 2. Boy, boy, boy. Who's listening to me today? I'm, I'm all over the place, but I hope and I'm hitting you right in your face with this here. Because it said in Proverbs 14, 14, that you and I will be satisfied from above. Now, here's the question. Who determines when and if you're satisfied? You do. You do. You can't tell me to be satisfied. You can't tell me when enough is enough. You can't determine what's appropriate for me. I'm satisfied when, I, when I'm satisfied. I, I, a few weeks, a couple weeks ago, my son and I went down. We were over in uh, Auburndale. I told you we had a baseball tournament. We spent the night with my brother and sister, and we went over to a place called Fred's. Y'all ever heard of Fred's? And when, when, when Fred's, y'all just, if you heard of Fred's. And, I, you know, I, I, I hadn't been there in a while. And they reminded me, those are Fred's. Oh, there's a Fred's here. Oh, my God. Does that sound good? Does that sound good? If you don't know anything about Fred's, Fred's is a restaurant. It's an all-you-can-eat soul food, down-home cooking restaurant. I mean, you eat till you pop. So, so we go in there, and they have a choice. They sit down on the menu. Uh, here, here's the, you know, you can go a, a, a one trip, or there's the unlimited trip. And my brother's being gracious, you know, he's going he's gonna to pay the meals, he's hosting us and all that kind of stuff, wonderful. And uh, he says, well, you know, that's me, I'm just going to do the probably the one trip. I said, well, and my, I didn't say this, I'm being cordial, you know, if, if one trip going to satisfy you, God bless you, but one trip ain't going to satisfy me. You live here. I don't live here. You can get here seven days a week. I got, it's a journey of me to get here. I'm going I'm to sit here. I'm going to eat until I have to repent. I, have to re I literally had to repent. Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name, Father, forgive me for I didn't know what I was doing. No, yes, I did. I knew what I was doing, Father. That was a willful sin. I'm begging you to forgive me, Father. Because you said gluttony is sin, and I, I'm a glutton just to show My point to you is that no one can tell me when I'm satisfied. And so a good man shall be satisfied, not just, not just taken care of, satisfied. Satisfied. So you're like, oh God, no, okay. Sir, you want anything more to drink? No, 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 bring me on a drink. I don't want another napkin. Don't bring me nothing. I'm glad I wasn't driving back to the place. What did I tell y'all? Psalm 21 2? Psalm 21 2. Watch, watch what, what David says. He says this about God. He's praising God. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. Selah. Think about that. Sit here and think about that. That God will give you everything your heart desires. And it doesn't come from you scrapping trying to make a living. It comes from you saying, Father, oh, put up, put up, oh, Jesus. Philippians 4. Give, give me, I need two microphones. Give me two microphones. What, what am I going to I'm going to get, uh, uh, did I see James come in here? James, can you help me read? Let me go, can you help me read? They got a white and yellow mic. Put Philippians 4, I want verse 6 and verse 19. In the New Living. And I want you to read verse 6 in your voice. And I want you to read verse 19 in your voice. Because I want you to see this together because we're talking about being satisfied from above. 
We're talking about you and, you and I not having to have a care in the world. Now, this is so antithetical to how we're raised. It's so, it's so uh, contradictory to how we, we have been brought up. Everything about us is about you got to figure out, you know, how you're going to make men's meet, how you're going to, you know, how you're going to pay this, how you're going to pay your rent and all your money spent, you know, next paycheck, you know. I wish we'd get some of the most stimulus money or something. I'm trying, gas is so high, and you know, they're going to give us a tax, a gas tax holiday. They're going to save us 12 cents, you know, every, every fill up. Praise the Lord and, you know, praise God. And God's trying to get us to get in harmony. Was Jesus ever worried about how they was going to eat? So Philippians 4, 6, and King James in your voice. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Now, verse 19, you got to read in your voice. Verse 19. Come on, come on, verse 19. Lord, have mercy. And the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now, go back and read verse 6. Stand up, stand up. Because yes, I need you to preach it. Verse 6. <laughs> I need, you, I need you to see verse 6 in your voice again. Verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Now, verse 19, I need it in your voice. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now, I need one more time so somebody here gets it who ain't got it yet. Go read verse 6 again in your voice. Don't worry about anything. Instead, instead, pray about everything. About what? Everything. Then do what? Tell God what you need. Tell him what you need. And thank him for and all he has done. And thank him for all he has done. Now, when you do that, here comes verse 19. And the same God same who takes God. care of me will supply all your needs. From where? From his glorious From where? riches. His glorious From where? riches. From where? Glorious riches. His glorious riches, riches, watch this last part. Which have been given which to have us. Been, which will be, have been. Which will be. Have been. Have been given to us. In Christ Jesus. It's already here. It's Guess where it is? It's right there. Everything you need is already right there. Everything that you could ever desire, it's already right there. And he, the devil has us feeling around for it. The devil has us groping around, trying to, oh, trying to make it, trying to figure out. And God's saying, it's there. It has already been given to you in Christ Jesus. And if you are in Christ Jesus and Jesus Christ is in you, then that means it must be in So I don't have to look out there. I got to look in well, how did it get in here? That seed of the kingdom. When that seed grows up, it becomes the greatest of all the trees in the field. And the, then it says, go back and put Matthew 13. Thank you, guys, uh, ladies. Uh, Matthew, lady and guy. Matthew 13, <laughs> verse 32. 13, verse 32. Oh, Jesus. That seed of the kingdom. Remember verse 31? which is the greatest, the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree. Watch this. So that, what does it say? So that, do what? Now, birds of the air, for all you, all you uh, theological teaching people in the church, birds of the air are, are, are a picture in the Bible of thoughts. Birds of the air represent thoughts. So when the kingdom of God grows up on the inside of you, now your thoughts nest in its branches. Whereas you used to think things the other way, and you, you had these other trees, and your thoughts were caught up in adultery and lying. And now your thoughts are in this tree. 
the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Now you start thinking kingdom. Now you start getting a kingdom mindset. Now when you're in need, you don't stress out. You don't freak out. You say, God. Lord, you know what I need. And I thank you that you have supplied. See, you can't holler if you don't get this. You have supplied. No, y'all not getting it. Let me help you out. God made the world in five days. No, six days. No, no, no. On day six, he made man. The world he finished in five days. And he made Adam on day six. He didn't make Adam on day one. He made Adam on day six. If he had made Adam on day one, it would have set a precedence that he put man here before his needs were met. But he didn't do that. He made Adam on day six, which means when Adam got here, his needs were already met. So God, thank you, Holy Ghost. That's why you and I can't go this whole eugenics thing in the world, but we got too many people on this planet. There ain't enough water and enough food and enough this. No, no, you don't think God who said be fruitful and multiply already made sure there was enough provision for billions and billions and billions of people? Because if you recall, if Adam had not sinned, they would not have died. There would have been no death, which means there would have been trillions and trillions of people still walking butt naked on this planet. You don't think when God made all this water and all this air and all these seas that he knew there would be trillions of people on this planet? And he did that before Adam showed up. So before you came out your mama and said, why? God had already supplied all that you need. You do not have a need that God has not supplied. I said you do not have a need that God has not already supplied. I didn't say you've never had a need. I said you do not currently have a need that God has not already supplied. You will never have a need that God has not already supplied. Now you can't even see this until you're born of the Spirit. Unless you're born from above. Until you seek, you seek the kingdom. And you see a supply. You see a supply. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And besides that, he's a miracle worker. Because Holy Ghost just reminded me of Moses and the children of Israel when they couldn't see any water. You can imagine with that, that little, the little water sticks, you know, the little wood, they're trying to, trying to find water. I thought that's true. You, people can do that. They can find water. This is a guy, he, he did that out here in the yard. I'm like, you, you, the little stick is literally going to the water. He said, yeah, there's water right there. Boom. With a stick? That was crazy. So you can imagine with that little sticks, Joe. We're just trying to find water. And uh, he can do it with no, no water. No water. And God says, <clears throat> God, we can't find no water. People crying. We can't find no water. See that rock? No, we're not looking for a rock. We're looking for water, Lord. We don't need a rock. We need water, Lord. We need water. Y'all missing this. Somebody, somebody, you're missing your miracle staring you right in your face. 
God's provision is staring you right in your face. But because it doesn't look like what you're looking for, you're overlooking it. It doesn't look like what you're looking for, you're overlooking it. Tell your neighbor, your miracle may not look like what you're looking for. So don't overlook it. That's a word to some of y'all single folk. That's a word to some of y'all single. That's a word. That's a word to some of y'all single folk. Your husband may not look like what you're looking for, but don't overlook him. Your wife may not look like what you're looking for, but don't overlook her. I think I will. They're looking for water. And God led them to a rock. What does rock got to do with water? We're talking about God, baby. Oh, Jesus, we're talking about God. We're talking about God who has all power. We're talking about God who has all wisdom. We're talking about God who has all knowledge. We're talking about God with, with whom there's nothing impossible with him. How am I going to get water? Strike the rock. Strike the rock? Can you imagine? I know you see y'all faith people, but... Can you imagine being Moses at that time? Yeah, you gotta know he got a million people behind him. Like, this is gonna look crazy. People need, they need water, and you're telling me strike this rock. Okay, I'm gonna do Hitting the rock. All of a sudden, he hits the rock. He obeys God. And out of a rock, comes water rushing. One time, the children of Israel, like they out there and they're wandering, now they're hungry. They're hungry. Oh, ain't no, ain't no portillos nowhere around. Ain't no covers. Ain't no poor folks. We hungry. At least back there we had leeks and onions and melons and meat pots. And we out here ain't nothing. Moses crying to God, God, they need water. And they, need, they need something to eat. And they all looking at me crazy. And God said, I'll, I'll take care of them. He said, God, if, you, if we were to gather all the fish out of this, this little water they would buy. He said, that, that can't feed all of them. He's looking. At the natural. We don't have enough cast nets. We don't have enough poles to go catch enough fish to feed these million people. And God says, I satisfy you from above. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher or above the earth, so are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. And God is not desiring that you and I stay down here. He wants us to forsake our ways and forsake our thoughts and let our thoughts and our ways come above. What did Father God do, Miss Addie? He said, I got you, I got you. Fish, I can do better than fish. And he calls quail to come from everywhere. He redirected their path. Quail, they're probably on their way somewhere, on their way, you know, on vacation somewhere. He just redirected their whole path. All of a sudden, they all just dropped dead. And they didn't have to go fish. They just gathered. They didn't 
have to go fish, they just gathered. Because what they were looking for, what he figured they'd have to work for, God made it drop right in front of them. God's going to drop something right in your lap that's going to change your life. God's going to drop a blessing right in your lap that's going to change your future. God's going to drop a blessing right in your lap that's going to change your family. And if you give God one big shout of praise right now, I believe it won't be long now and you're going to get this blessing in your life. As a neighbor, something's about to fall right into your lap. Just keep walking, just keep living, just keep serving, just keep obeying. It's gonna fall right into your lap. You ain't gonna struggle, you ain't gonna toil, you ain't gonna work hard. It's gonna fall right in your lap. How is this gonna happen? Because it's gonna come from up from above. Not from around, from above. Not you struggling, not you toiling, not you working, trying to, oh, no, from above. you just going to just gather, just, just pick it up. Just, it's right there. How's it going? It's, it's already on the inside of you. It's inside of you. Oh, Jesus. Y'all better stand on your feet, man. Because I, I don't preach myself happy. I, I'll get to my notes next week because I got some good stuff I want to tell you. Oh, it's, it's some, I got so much good stuff out of John 3. Oh, my goodness. But I want you to understand something, ladies and gentlemen. You serve a miracle-working God. A God who's so big, so powerful, so wise, he, he laughs at your idea. You know what I'm talking about, Laquanda? In other words, you, you got something you believe in God, God to do, and then you give God an idea on how to do it. God, I think, I think we can do it this way, and God says, uh, that's cute, <laughs> that's cute. That's real cute. I tell you what, we'll, we'll hold that idea for later, but uh, this time, let, let me do it my way, because my way is going to mess you up. get any farther day than we got last week. <laughs> Put up John 3, 4. Put up John 3, 4. I'll close here. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? What was Nicodemus' issue? He's, he's carnal. He's stuck in natural thinking. And this is what the Lord was saying to me here a couple weeks ago about this that too many of my people are stuck in natural thinking. That when Father God comes and says something to them, to us, that's on a supernatural frequency, we can't pick it up because we're on a, we are natural receivers. You understand, if, if you only had an AM radio, some of y'all don't remember AM radio, if you only had AM radio and an FM signal comes, you can't pick it up. It's coming. It's there. You just can't pick it up. You got to get on the same frequency. And Nicodemus wasn't on the same frequency as Jesus. He's just talking spiritual. He's talking supernatural. And Nicodemus is like, I can, I can. And the, thank you, Holy Spirit. Remember when the angel spoke to Mary? 
first chapter of Luke about her having a child? She said, how can this be? Saying, I don't know a man. She's thinking natural. But then he explained, well, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. It's going to overshadow you. A thing born of you is going to be of the Spirit. And she had enough sense, Cherie, to say, oh. And she unhooked from the natural. How she do it? How she do it? She said, be it unto me according to your word. When she said, be it unto me, she unhooked from the natural, hooked on to the supernatural, and instantly she was pregnant. Y'all missed it. Instantly she was pregnant. Now she didn't give birth right away. Y'all will catch that by Tuesday. Instantly she was pregnant. Can y'all men get a hold of this? Instantly she was pregnant. She still went through the nine-month process. But instantly she was pregnant. My point to you is, is that if you've heard what the Spirit of God has said to us today about something dropping in your lap, you're pregnant right now. You may, watch this, you may not be showing yet. I said you may not be showing yet. But there's a seed of the word of God. The seed of the kingdom is on the inside of you right now. And if you give it time, you're going to come in here in a few days, a few weeks, a few months, whatever it takes for you, depending on what is dropping in your lap. You're going to come on Wednesday night. Pastor, I, got to test. I want to testify Wednesday. I want to testify Wednesday night. What, what? Pastor, I was just going down the street and something just dropped in my lap. I was sitting at work and something just dropped in my lap. I was sitting at home and something just dropped in my lap. I'm going to say yes, but it dropped on June, on July 10th. It just showed up. If you're born of the Spirit, you will see the kingdom of God. I'm having fun preaching this, man. I... I we, we haven't even gotten to the real, real good stuff yet. There's some real, real good stuff in there. But I was hoping to get to you today. But it's going to have to wait. It's going to have to wait. I, I think if you meditate on chewing this right now, I mean, I think, I think since, you're, since you're pregnant, you might as well go eat. You got to eat for two now. Oh, some of y'all having twins. Some of y'all might be having triplets. Oh, you got to eat. You got to eat more. Eat what? Eat on this word. Eat on this praise. Eat on this. And do what Mary did. Go find somebody else who's pregnant too. She heard, she heard that Elizabeth was pregnant. She went right there. That means when you believe for God to be doing things in your life, don't get around other folk who are still born of the, of the natural. Get around other folk who are born of the spirit because they're carrying something too. Well, I don't, I'm not sure. Their, their speech will tell on them. Remember we read John 3.31? The one who's born from above is above all. And, 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 and he, he talks. He doesn't talk earthly anymore. If you get around folk, they're still talking earthly. They ain't born. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't speak earthly anymore. So when you want from above, you don't speak earthly. You speak heavenly. You speak heavenly. So listen to folk long enough. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, you expecting to? Mm-hmm. You believe God too? Yes, I believe God. We'll have our own little praise together. Come on, give God a big praise. Give God a big praise. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I don't know who was who pulling on this stuff so hard, but you're pulling me right off my notes. And I almost wish you would stop, but I, I really like you. I just glad I have the luxury as pastor just keep on teaching. We're just going to keep on teaching.
Should we get all the all the meat off the bone? When you go to Fred, you get you chew that down to the gristle, to the mm. get the marrow out the bone. When when I was growing up, my mom used to fry chicken. Warren knows. My, my mama could fry, a, she could fry a chicken. And we, we, chew, we chew the bone, crack the bone open. None of y'all ever done that? Crack the bone open, just. We're going to keep going, Joe, till we crack the bone open. Don't worry, your chickens are safe, Joe. Take the eggs and then we'll get them. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father, your word is so rich. We don't rejoice without revelation. We let this word really come in and change our hearts and do something supernatural inside of us. God, we thank you that this word is truth, it's light, it's pure, and it's settled in heaven. And I ask that, Father, each person today who's received the word will let it become really a part of who we are. Thank you today for the seed of the kingdom being planted and watered on the inside of us. We ask you even, Father, to help us that this word, this kingdom seed, begins to take over the field that's on the inside of us. That those other plants that you didn't plant, trees that you didn't plant, they're plucked up, cut down to the root, and produce no more fruit in our lives. We want all the fruit that comes from the seed of the word to produce in our lives. Father, we're asking you today that you would carry us as we go forward in great expectation as we go forward in great anticipation that these are the days that you are moving in the lives of your people. These are the days that we will see signs, wonders, and miracles not only in our lives but through us. That you will use us to do supernatural extraordinary things. To bring joy to others. To bring deliverance to others to bring turnarounds in the lives of others and in our city. Great joy in our city, in our nation. Great joy in our nation. That God, every life that we touch will be turned around by the power of Jesus Christ. God, thank you today for what you've done, what you're doing. We will always give you praise and glory and always give you all the honor because it belongs to you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, put those hands together and give Father God a great praise today. Hallelujah. Now I want to ask this question before we leave. I want to make sure everybody's born again. With all that preaching and all that wonderful celebrating, I don't want to 